Yeah, 2-1 on his jersey, playing like he's number one. Best big in the league, and it's no debate. Who's from the haters? Point him to the exit. I guess every franchise needs his process. Every franchise needs its own process. Coming down the lane, yeah, watch your head, yeah. We post a every game, yeah. Get your Kodak. Once he gets you under the basket, you better just pray. Hit you with the jab, step, knock down, lock from Ben. Get out the way, and one, let the fans know it. Yeah, homie, let the fans know it. Watch the trailer, the three is going in your eye. If you mess, you better get back. Cause if them bees, there won't be a putback. Keep all that trash out of the paint. Cause them bees will put it back in your face. He's a cold blooded killer, and he take no prisoners. Yeah, dump off from TJ. Call it the feed to Embiid. What's going on, everybody? This is the feed to Embiid, and I am your host, Austin Crow, along with my co host for the second episode ever. Chris Dibler. We have a special guest on with us today, this evening, I should say, Tom Moore of the Bucks County Courier. Tom, tell, uh, say hello to everybody and tell them about yourself. How you doing? Uh, I, my name is Tom Moore. I was a Sixers beat writer for 29 years. Uh, I started in 1988-89. Uh, so I was here my first four years with Charles Barkley's last four years. Right. Um, and then the last year and a half, I've been our columnist. So I'm not as strictly a Sixers beat writer doing, you know, Phillies, Villanova, you know, uh, Flyers, uh, whatever. Uh, um, and yes, I live in Bucks County and uh, I uh, I like to they, they give me a hard time. I eat a lot of popcorn at the game. So they, they always <laughs> act like uh, the popcorn, you know, like I had a tooth pulled and I couldn't have popcorn for a couple of weeks. And, you know, Ooh. everyone thought like it, it was like having, not having oxygen for me or something. And I, but I, I will say I do really like popcorn to be fair. That, that is the best deal at the Wells Fargo center. It's like four bucks and it's a giant amount of popcorn. That is a value deal for the out of six or ten. Yeah. Well, we, we're, we're a little spoiled. We get, they bring it in at halftime for free. Um, and go. actually at the, at the flyers, they package it up and they pop it fresh up in the upper press box. And when I covered fly, you know, I covered more Flyers games earlier in the season. Man, I'd be through two or three of those boxes before the game even started. It was delicious. Oh, that sounds that sounds like a bargain. I'm ready. I'm ready to be. I'm ready to be part of the media. Um, so, Chris, I'll let you ask your question, and then I'll ask mine. All right. So, what's up, Tom? Uh, so, we all know you do an excellent job uh, covering all the sports uh, for the Bucks County Career Times. What are some of your other main interests? Uh, I was, I played, uh, pickup basketball for, uh, I don't even know, 25 years or whatever. And I, and I, and I re was a runner too, but I had a, a meniscus surgery on both knees and then, uh, went to a specialist. He said, if I keep doing either or both, I would need a knee replacement. And I was like 45 years old. So now I do the old man elliptical and the bike and that stuff, you know, the non weight bearing things. Uh, married, uh, we'll be married. We were married on nine, nine 99. So I will never forget our wedding day. That was, uh, <laughs> so we'll be, we'll, we'll be, uh, Debbie and I will have been married for 20 years in September. Um, and yeah, enjoy family and friends. And, uh, I will say I enjoyed the seven o'clock starts a lot more than the eight o'clock starts for the Sixers. All those TV games with deadlines make it uh, there's a big difference when the game ends at 1040 and your deadline's 1040 versus the day, game ends at 940 and your deadline's 1040. So, uh, <laughs> and that, that, that's what happens with success is you get a lot of TNT and 
ESPN and ABC games, you know, and, and you get the games moved to the later time. So uh, went through it with Allen Iverson, you know, with Iverson in the early 2000s when they were really good. They had a lot of TV games and, you know, and so on. But it's been a really interesting ride. Uh, the, my second year on the beat, the Sixers won the Atlantic Division, won 53 games, which, believe it or not, is the second best record the Sixers have had in 31 years I've been associated, you know, with the Sixers. Um, they, they won 52 last year. And the only year that, that was better than the 53 in 89, 90, uh, was in 2000, 2001, when they won 56, won the Eastern conference and lost to Shaq Kobe and the Lakers in the NBA finals. So, um, a lot of changes when I started on the beat, it was, uh, practices were open. Uh, the team stayed in Marriott's and Hyatt's. They flew commercial. It, you know, there was one head coach, Jimmy Lyman, and one assistant coach, Fred, uh, Fred Carter. There were no, uh, there were no strength and conditioning coaches. There were no uh, player development coaches. It was just an entirely different world. It is, you know, 30 years ago, but still it's just incredible. You know, the change in, 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 in so many ways in, in, in terms of, you know, the NBA and really all of professional sports. Right. Um, so, Tom, we, we a little bit about us. We have sort of begun a, a website called Philadelphia Front Office. Um, you, you, may, you may or may not be familiar with some of our work. Um, we're trying to build on the same model that a lot of other prominent websites in the area have followed. And so with that, what, which bloggers do you pay the most attention to? And when you do read something, what, what, are you, what, what kind of items are you looking for in an article? Yeah, I, well, I like, you know, I like people that take a stand. I like people that – I like it when it's not necessarily all pro home team. You know, I think it's important that you have to be fair. And if, for example, Joel Embiid takes eight three-pointers in a game as he did against the Celtics – I think it's fair to say that's probably too many three pointers and you can be the biggest Joel Embiid fan in the, in the world. But yeah, I check out a, a, a decent amount of the websites. I know, you know, Jason Blevins from the game and, you know, a lot of the, uh, uh, you know, a lot of the different, uh, different websites, um, you know, that are, that are out there, things that pique my interest, people that take, you know, get, have good ideas for stories, doing something a little bit different, maybe thinking outside the box, um, I, I will say, uh, you know, like the Philadelphia Inquirer, Mike Sealski is a, is a terrific writer, but I think what makes him so good is that he doesn't necessarily, he doesn't follow the pack and always write what everybody writes and he'll call the high school coach and he'll, he'll make, he'll, he'll do the little things. And I think that's what I kind of look for. I look for somebody who, you know, you know, maybe does contact somebody you didn't, you know. Uh, like uh, I was doing something not this year, but last year on Nate, Nate Sudfeld when he was getting a chance to play um, with the Eagles. And I went on Twitter and I, and I found out, I found his top high school receiver. Um, uh, excuse me, his top, was it high school or college now? Anyway, he was, he was, a, I think it was a high school receiver and I found him and he was on Twitter and I, and I DM'd him and ended up interviewing and talking to him about, about Sudfeld and what it was like in high school and, and things like that. I, I just like um, Phil Jazzer from the Daily News was fantastic at that. Always make it may rest in peace, making the extra call, doing the extra, you know, doing the extra work. And I think that stuff that pays off, you know, it really does. And there are some writers, you know, writers that do do that. Kyle Newbeck, um, 
it, it, Philly Voice. You know, there there are some good uh, there are some good you know good writers out there that write interesting things and maybe things I don't always agree with. But you know, it, if it's well thought out and it's uh, as I said, it's not always pro home team. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. So, as, as someone who's been here as long as is, is in this industry as long as you have been. What do you foresee as some of the hot sort sort of stories or, or areas of Sixers coverage that your readership is is interested in in the near future? And then what's sort of what's what's sort of over and and dead with already? Yeah, uh, well, I think in the near future, I think you have you know I wrote a column um, that ran in today's paper that went online Friday night, and I guess I would say. You know, what I wrote about there is um, what determines if this season is a success. You know, going into the season, I didn't think they were really any better. And you can argue they weren't as good as last year. But when Elton Branch trades for Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris, I don't think, you know, losing it, losing the Eastern Conference finals, uh, semifinals, excuse me, again, I don't know if that is acceptable again, even though there are, you know, looks like four really good teams in the East. Sixers, unless they can catch Toronto or Milwaukee, they're going to have to probably win. And unless there's an upset, they're going to have to win, uh, you know, an Eastern Conference semifinals series without home court advantage. So and I think, you know, I I think I think they could do it, uh, but I think it's going to be difficult. And I think that would not be viewed as a success, even if they win 55 games, let's say, and they finish either third or fourth, whatever it is. And they end up uh, losing in the second to a terrific team. You know, I, 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 you don't know what's going to happen. The plan is and, and that Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris will resign and their window will go on for years. But that is not a guarantee. You, you just you just don't know uh, for sure. And, you know, the, the, the folks have been coming out of the woodwork about Brett Brown. You know, well, how come he close to come there with the top three, uh, the other top three? Uh, the top four teams, I guess, in the East, uh, you know, this season, uh, uh, the top, I'm sorry, I guess it should, it should be the Raptors, the, uh, Bucks and the Celtics, I guess it is. Uh, even though right now I think the Depot got hurt. I don't think they're going to, you know, hang around and think they're going to end up probably fifth in the East. Um, if, if they don't advance past the finals is Brett Brown, does that prove he's, he can't coach? Does that prove out how to maximize talent? You know, I don't know. Would his job be in jeopardy? I wouldn't think it, but I don't pretend to know. Uh, you know, at, you know, their starting five is as good as any in the NBA, but their bench, even Mike Scott and, and Ennis and uh, Jonathan Simmons and Boban, um, they're still not a, a terrific bench. Sure, those, those are things, I think, to look at. I think maybe the Sam Hinkie stuff might be over at this at this point now that everybody's pretty much gone, you know, that came here and the whole process, I guess, for however you want to define it, probably um, is gone. And really uh, just a lot of the Brian Colangelo stuff is, you know, is finished, too, I, although I guess he was the GM when they picked uh, Ben Simmons. But, you know, I think, you know, they may be things that perhaps and I think we don't have to, you know, wonder that if Elton Brand is going to, you know, uh, is going to take risks or anything like that, the Butler trade right off the bat. And then, you know, the Tobias Harris, I mean, risky trades 
and their depth certainly took a hit, you know, with Sarich and, and Covington in the, uh, in the, uh, in the Jimmy Butler trade. Uh, but, you know, he's going for it. And I think that's what fans want. They want to take, they want to take a shot and they moved. I thought maybe next year would be the year they have a chance to, you know, to, 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 to maybe make a real run. But, uh, I think the fans are expecting, uh, you know, that to happen, you know, this year. And, you know, the, if you're looking at, let's say, having to beat the Raptors in the second round and the uh, Bucks in the conference finals, for example, um, you know, that's not going to be easy. Yeah. Uh, Chris, I think you had next. Sure. So, um, you know, Philly front office has only been around since June, but we're just so privileged to be able to cover uh, media-wise for the Sixers and Blue Coats. Um, Actually, not too long ago, got my first chance to go down the separate media entrance at the Wells Fargo Center. Um, you've been in the field for so long. Does covering a game and being on the court um, ever get old? And do you have a favorite memory of yours that you'd like to share? Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, maybe in the grind of a season, you know, if, if it's, uh, you know, some of the years. I mean, I covered the John Lucas years and the Johnny Davis. And, you know, they. I, I think – I looked and I think there's been, I think Brett Brown is the 15th coach, I think in the 31 years I've been there. And I think there's been like eight general managers. There's been a lot of change and there's been a lot, you know, there's been some, not just the 10 win team the recently that there's been 18 and 19 win teams, you know, in the past. Um, so you, maybe you get a little, a little burned out, especially when I used to travel more um, at times, but yeah, just, I think just seeing how big the players are and, and, and just sort of, uh, you know, when you're close, just the, just the atmosphere is just so, you know, so different. Uh, one memory, I don't know if it's a favorite memory, but it was in, back in the days when the media sat courtside. I was covering a Sixers-Knicks game in maybe at the Garden, maybe like 1990. The, the loose ball, which is coming right toward me. So I closed the screen and I put my hand on top of the screen to like protect the computer. And they, uh, Eddie Wilkins crashed into me and... I'm Long story short, uh, my screen was cracked. It still worked, uh, but I couldn't see like lines four and five. So I'd have to scroll up to, to see, you know, to see what was written in the two lines that you couldn't see. Now, this this is back when you used to have to send stories via telephone, like the phone, the plastic uh, phone, you know, in the back the the phone wire and so on. So um, it was uh, it was a very it was a very different time. A lot of a lot of interesting things. Uh, you know, talking politics and, you know, anything you want with Charles Barkley was, uh, was always an enjoyable, it was always an enjoyable time. Uh, Mo Cheeks is probably my all-time favorite Sixer person, probably all-time favorite NBA person covered him both as a coach um, and as a player one year. And he was his three and a half years as coach. He's the only coach. If he, if he had a bad day, who never took it out on the media. Plus, he used to laugh at my one-liners, which I always appreciated. <laughs> Actually, I have one quick cheek story, if I could. Yeah. He, uh, he was an assistant coach, and he and Alan Iverson were playing around the world. So uh, che Cheeks was finishing up at the far basket uh, on the baseline. Around the world, you have to hit, like, five shots from, like, five different points, and the first one to get their wins. And Iverson was still, like, only on the third station. So Cheeks hits the, win hits the last shot to win takes his ball, rolls it across the court to Iverson and says, use this one. It goes in, <laughs> which he probably did privately, but publicly that was not something we saw a lot because Mo was a very low key guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Um, Chris, you, I think you have a couple more. 
Yeah, so um, Tom, I'm going to give you some rapid fire questions, and I sure. like a one word response to these Sixers, um, iconic Sixers moments. Ready? Okay. All right, Allen Iverson step over during the 2001 Finals. Uh, iconic. All right, uh, Allen Iverson is we talking about practice press conference? Nuts. <laughs> I was there. I have it on micro cassette. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right, uh, the Sixers upsetting the one-seed Bulls in the 2012 playoffs. Surprising. Uh, the Andrew Bynum trade. It's a hyphenated word, but ill-fated. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, the MCW trade. I'll say terrific. I mean, I, 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 I think Hinky got it right, and Hinky realized that he wasn't going to work on his shooting. He wasn't going to get better. He wasn't going to get stronger. So he maximized um, at the trade deadline uh, his second year. And got the 11th pick for a guy who's a borderline NBA player. Yes, sir. Uh, the 10-win season in 2015. Endless. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the is winning the draft lottery in 2016 to get Ben Simmons. Fortunate. Uh, Joel Embiid's NBA debut against the Thunder. Prophetic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the Sixers losing to the Celtics in five last year. Discouraging. Uh, last one, uh, the Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris trade. Bold. Oh, yeah. Perfect. All right. Um, so as we know, Joel Embiid can do everything on the court. Um, ben Simmons, six-foot-ten point card, can defend one through four. Uh, we just drafted Zaire Smith, who can defend one through three. Um, and the NBA now holds a premium on guys that can defend multiple positions in space the court. Um, is this the future of the NBA, or do you expect, um, you know, the, the NBA to shift eventually back to its old model? No, I think the whole idea of positionless basketball, I think, is is where it's going. And I think that's why, you know, Brett Brown likes the interchangeable parts so they can go, you know, switch everything on defense when you have all your players are 6'6 six, six to 7'2 and they're athletic. Um, it makes it a lot easier as opposed to when certain guys are in, you can do this, certain guys are in, you can't do that. But I really think that's the way it is. You're just five guys, and it'll be hard to tell who's a guard, who's a forward, who's a center. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tom, so the, the Sixers have a, a much more favorable schedule coming up to end this season, and they are 12-15 and 15 against teams that are above 500 and 25-6 and six against teams that are below 500. What do you expect from Rip Brown and the Sixers with the final 24 games of the season? Yeah, I mean, they, they, you know, I would think they would finish well. I don't think they're, I don't think they're going to go on a, a run like last year where they won their last 16 or 17 or whatever it was. Uh, but I think they should be able to put themselves in pretty good position um, heading into the playoffs to at least get a four seed, if not a number three, and then you know take their chances. He's got to figure out his rotation, figure out what what happens with figure out, you know, how, how, how it works, who, who, what tandems work best together and, and, uh, you know, make it work. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I've asked a lot of people this question, but obviously the Sixers face a, a pretty top heavy Eastern conference with, with the Bucks, Raptors and Celtics, the, the Pacers, like you said, are probably going to fall uh, a little bit. So, I, I don't know about you know you, but I I, I would rather face the Bucks if in, in the second round of of, of any of those other uh, three matchups. How would you rank the East's top three teams ahead of the Sixers? 
or if the, or if not or including the Sixers. Yeah, I think the Raptors are number one. I think the Bucks are number two. And you know, right now it's hard to say the Sixers are better than the Celtics. I, I don't know that you know. Still, I mean, that game uh, the other night, it just felt like all the other games. It really did. It was the same kind of game. Couldn't make the plays down the stretch. Um, so, you know, I, I think the Sixers are, you know, tied for third or fourth in there. But, you know, they're by no means, uh, you know, are, are they the favorite, um, even with all the talent and so on. Offensively, I think it works. But um, defensively, you know, I, I think they still have some issues Uh Point guards and wings who can put the ball on the floor and shoot give them a lot of trouble. Right, right. Tom, tell everybody where they can find you and your work. Sure, at Tom Moore, M-O-O-R-E, Philly, P-H-I-L-L-Y on Twitter, and at BucksCountyCourierTimes.com slash sports online. Tom, thanks so much for joining us, and have, have a great night. Thank you so much. Take care. And so that concludes our discussion with Tom Moore. Thanks to Tom again for coming on the pod. <clears throat> um, that's, again, Tom Moore, Philly, is where you can find him on Twitter. He has a lot of great work for the Bucks County Courier Times. Um, we'll be back on Wednesday. Just me, this time, special guest, 97.5 The Fanatics' own Mike Missinelli, the the uh, outright leader in sports in Philadelphia will be joining the, the the feed to Embiid for for an episode before we head back to the to the rest of the season. Um, so before I uh, before I wrap it up for tonight, do you like shotgunning beer? You want to increase your shotgunning time at parties? Check out my boys at the King Cobra. The King Cobra is a shotgunning tool that makes the perfect shotgunning hole in under a second. Also, a tab puller, a vent puncher, and all fits on a keychain. For more information about the King Cobra, check them out on Instagram at the King Cobra Co. That's the King Cobra Co. and Cobra spelled with the K. For ten percent discount on all Cobra products, enter the code Trust the Cobra Ten. All caps, all one word. Pick up yours today. The feed to Embiid and its name is protected by U.S. copyright laws. Reproduction and distribution without my written permission is prohibited. Copyright the feed to Embiid 2019. Again, th- huge thanks to Tom Moore, the Bucks County Courier Times, uh, for for joining the Feed to Embiid tonight. It was great getting his insights and his stories, and uh, we 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 will be back with more Feed to Embiid on Wednesday.